Hey guys, this is Marion Lindley from Ascending You. And you are listening to Chasing Dreams with Amy J. Welcome to Chasing Dreams Podcast with Amy J. Amy believes that realizing a life without regrets is achieved by taking chances, chasing your dreams, making moves, and overcoming your doubts. The Chasing Dreams podcast will help you overcome life's obstacles, believe in your potential, and inspire you to face your fears. And now here's the woman who is passionately pursuing her dreams, Amy J. Dream Chasers, this is Amy J, and thank you so much for tuning in to episode 147 of Chasing Dreams. Today's episode is sponsored by our Patreon campaign supporters, for whom I am so grateful for. You guys help keep the show going, and I can't thank you enough. For more information about our Patreon campaign, head over to amyj21.com slash Patreon. I want to wish everyone a happy Pride Month. In keeping with our tradition of honoring Pride Month, I'd like you to meet two friends of mine. Mary and Lindley both focus on building self-confidence for women and kicking butt. They're a little con- unconventional, mixing metaphysical spiritualism with good old-fashioned swear words. Mary and Lindley wrote their book, Shake Your Butt, to help others pursue and realize their dreams. They took time to come on the show and talk about their book and their journey in writing it and why it was important to them. And I think you guys should hear what they had to say. So without further ado, here they are. Hey, Mary, Lindley, how you guys doing? Hey, me great. How are you? Doing fabulous. <laughs> I am well. Thank you so much. Guys, if you didn't know, these guys are my accountability partners. They're my friends, and they wrote a book. They, we, we've been working together on our journey for writing. They got there first. Um, for, what do you guys say, about six months? Yeah, six months sounds about right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for you guys, so you know, because I don't always do dual audience uh guests so which one's mary this is mary (laughs) (laughs) that's me talking in my crazy voice and this is lindley and the not so crazy voice and the radio voice there you go (laughs) all right guys so what i want to do is talk to my friends see see what they were up to and how they got there so mary lindley what are you doing today like what is your occupation do you have one are you free spirits what's going on (laughs) In our mind, we're free spirits and living on the beach, but (laughs) I actually work in IT. I am an IT business analyst, which basically means nerd. I'm a big nerd and I love it, but short. So, so (laughs) what I do with a team is I work with engineers and developers and end users to say, Hey, you know what? I really need my software to do this, or I really need a process to, to get to this goal. My goal within that process is to understand what they need and then facilitate and translate that into engineer speak to develop a software application or process to meet that business needs to drive the greatest value to their, our customers. Gotcha. And so Lindley, what do you do? I am a uh, project manager for a telecom company. Um, We manage one of the biggest uh, financial customers in the U.S. and um, do some renovations, um, new stores, that kind of thing. So we drive the vendors and um, make the customer happy. 
And uh, I've been doing that for almost 20 years now. I'm uh, PMP certified. So. so that's awesome. So you guys have this background of analysis and interpretation and kind of problem solving. Is that fair assessment? Mm-hmm. Yep. So with that, though, you guys have, I don't know if it's with that or, or without that, but <laughs> when you guys were together, you started this company, Ascending You. Can you tell us a little bit about what Ascending You is? Uh, sure. It's a uh, coaching and personal development company. Uh, we do personal coaching or what we really love to do. And one of our biggest dreams is to go on the road uh, and travel and speak to people about um, how they can gain self-confidence, especially geared towards women, since we know we um, have both had self-confidence problems. Um, but I think that we've improved that and kind of have a path for almost anybody that could use it. Um, and gain self-confidence. Yeah. And we really just want to share that message of, you know, if, if you can think it, if you can dream it, you can do it. Empowering people to, I like to say, laugh, grow, and love. That's the, my three passions in life, but finding out what's important to you, getting that initiative and that passion behind it and really achieving it, because that's what makes you feel fulfilled in life. And seeing other people happy and taking care of those goals and just knocking out what they want to do is just, it's an amazing feeling to see other people succeed. I I feel like I succeed through others in that fashion. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but it's really an amazing feeling to. Oh, no, that makes perfect sense. I mean, that's. One of the things I have fun with with the podcast is seeing getting people's messages that they are chasing their dreams and, and enjoying it. Now, I have a question, though, because you mentioned self-confidence and that you and Lindley had your own issues with self-confidence. One, what is what is self-confidence? So to me, I, I think self-confidence is even a little deeper than just saying, Hey, I like myself and I can do this. You know, I'm smart enough. I'm strong enough. And by golly, people like me self-confidence at its basis is feeling comfortable in your own skin and loving yourself for who and what you are and living for you and not for somebody else. When you have that basis, then you take that self-confidence and that feeling to go and just accomplish everything in front of you in the world. Anything you want to do is attainable when you have that self-confidence and that basis. Mm-hmm. Yep. Stepping outside uh, your comfort zone is, is huge and uh, facing fear. I mean, if, if you're fearful of something and it stops you, you're never going to move past that point. So um, having a little self-confidence will assist in a, in a big way and uh, moving towards uh, something you fear and and moving past it. How long did you not have it or feel like it wasn't at the level it should be? Well, I think we can always continue to grow more. And I've got a long story, so I'm going to give you what I call the Reader's Digest version. Okay. I'm I'm about 40-ish right now, but I would say probably for 30, 35 years almost, I really struggled with self-confidence Uh, Again, doing the Reader's Digest version. When I was a kid, I was so shy. I literally hid under the bed when people came over that I didn't know. Or, 
even neighbors for that matter. If it wasn't my immediate family or my grandparents, I was under the bed. I was that shy. I was scared of my own shadow. If the teacher called on me, I turned 17 shades of red. If I could have crawled under my desk, I would have. Um, it, it was really bad. And I never tried anything. I never did anything. I didn't go away to college. I didn't even apply for financial aid or anything because I was scared to death of rejection. I was scared someone was not going to like me. It was really, really rough. And I had gotten to a point in my life where I had a lot of bad things happen. And one of them was the loss of a child. Uh, had some other things going on, but I just kind of hit the wall and I said, this is not working anymore. I have to try something else. And I did uh, start trying something else. I started actually, my sister introduced me to some positive thinking and uh, I think it's called The Secret. There was a show on that. Yes. Law of Attraction. And there's a book and, and, and a movie. Yeah. So, so that's the first thing I saw. And then she took me to see a psychic at a, not for a psychic session, but they did a training and this woman gave me a mirror and this is probably the one defining moment where I knew that I needed to make a change. She gave me a mirror and she was trying to get me to tell myself I was beautiful because beauty is within and sure. I couldn't do it. I was looking past the mirror. She totally busted me out for that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was shaking. I was gripping that mirror like, death grip. And I couldn't get out the words that you were beautiful. I, and I realized how much I really resented myself and didn't like the person that was staring back at me. And after that, I started reading books, going to seminars, listening to podcasts, researching everything I could possibly do, and then trying it no matter how stupid I thought it was at mm -hmm. the time until I found tools that would work with me. And I mean, thank God I did. When I met Lindley, she was already kind of running that, down that path herself. And I shared my ideas and we put our ideas together to, to start really growing self-confidence. And every day I feel a little stronger than I did the day before. And it's, it's amazing. Now, Lindley, did you have a similar struggle with self-confidence as well? I, I didn't have a look in the mirror moment <laughs> and I really didn't hide under the bed, but um, <laughs> I do now sometimes, but um, honestly, uh, I think just in general, women have a tough time with self-confidence. And I mean, it's why you don't, you know, speak up in meetings at work. It's why you, you know, let boys bully you on the playground or, you know, that kind of thing. So I don't think you have to hit rock bottom to gain self-confidence. Um, we went to, once we got together, we went to a Tony Robbins seminar, uh, Unleash the Power Within, and it was very eye-opening. Um, just basically, you know, what you really want, how you think about things, how you look at yourself, how you look at the world. Um, I think if we walked out of there knowing, you know, that basically we could try anything and, and you have to have that belief to chase your dreams, because if you are afraid of what people think or afraid that you'll fail, um, you're not going to try things. Um, so you have to have that confidence behind you to know that even if you do fail, you can try again. You can try a different way to get what you want. So um, I did the um, Robbins Madonna's coaching school. So I'm a certified 
coach, personal development coach through uh, Tony Robbins program. So uh, we started the Ascending You company because we were both like, you know, if we can do this and help people, especially women, uh, gain self-confidence and go after what they want. I mean, that's what more fulfilling job could you have? So would you both say, yeah, it's it's something that can always be worked on, but compared to where you were, say, 10 years ago, <laughs> your your thoughts and impression on self-confidence for yourself has done a 180. Oh, yeah. I don't even know. I mean, honestly, I don't even know the person from 10 years ago. It's that different for me. I mean, it's night and day. Yeah. Is it the same for you, Lindley? Yeah, pretty much. I, the people that knew me 10 years ago would be I think they would see a very different person for sure. Um, one, I was married to a man 10 years ago and now I'm married to a woman. So <laughs> that, that makes a difference. <laughs> yeah. That is a difference. It's a big difference. But, um, you know, I think that just having confidence to ask for things that you want. I mean, some people don't even do that, you know, and, and you let life pass you by without going after what you really want. Sure. I mean, it, it's something I think we all do in some way, shape, or form. But what you guys are doing with your book, and guys, the, the link for the book will be in the show notes page, so you guys can get to that. We'll, we'll make sure that it's there. The book's called Shake Your Butt, Stop Making Excuses, Gain Self-Confidence, and Grab Life by the Lady Balls. See, I said it. <laughs> there you go. They, they weren't sure I'd say it. Yeah, I said it. Um, and it's great. You guys have worked really hard on this book, and is it fair to say that the techniques and things that you talk about in this book are things that you've applied to your own life? Absolutely. I, absolutely. Because writing this book was rough. Um, and at some points I was like, I don't know if I want to tell that story because it's, you know, pretty personal, but, um, you know, we do, and we have, we made it interactive so people can really think about what they want and what they're doing. Um, you know, ways that they can improve their lives, small steps, you know, baby steps, it all adds up. So, um, you know, and, and the title of the book, Shake Your Butt, it's B-U-T, you know, oh, but I can't do that. Or, oh, but, you know, it's always an excuse. So that's, you know, that's why we want to say stop making excuses and just go for it. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, everything in this book is, we have personal stories, as Lindley said, but these are things that we have done and continue to do. And that's how we've grown. And we really share that story to empower others to grow. I mean, there's a lot of different techniques, but at all, again, that that first core building block is building your self-confidence. You know, that's your first step to everything. Well, the fact that you guys have been able to kind of address it for yourselves before you, you know, that you can do it for yourself before you teach others. You know, it's a huge step. And it really shows that you guys have gone through this. I remember talking about this book. As uh, partners, we meet weekly and we would talk about what they should include and what they would do and have an outline. And it took a while. It took a while it, in frankness and openness. Yeah. <laughs> it took a while for you guys to come up with even an outline. What was the struggle there? Because at that point, you weren't writing stories. But what was the struggle with creating an outline? Well, I tell you, we just had so much material. At first, we were like, what are we going to, you know, is this good enough to fill a book? And by the time we, 
you know, mind mapped all everything and all the components of what makes a happy life or, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and how you get to the point where you feel like you can do whatever you want, because I mean, you know, what does Kim Kardashian have that you don't, you know, basically. So, um, once we did that, I think it was kind of hard to narrow down what we really wanted to put in the book. So we're going to have a few more books because we didn't fit it all in. (laughs) Yeah. But I I think this is, you know, the basic building block of, of what else is to come. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and to answer your, your question in another way is we battled, you know, we said we are so much better with our self-confidence and, you know, kicking fear in the face, so to speak. I struggled. And I think I'm speaking for Lindley as well as what, is called imposter syndrome, writing this book and huge bouts of fear. You know, what if I don't do this? What if somebody doesn't understand this? And so what if they don't, what if nobody buys it? And that whole imposter syndrome where I'm like, am I really good enough for somebody to read this book? Who wants to listen to me? Am I really going to do that? And what, what if I do succeed? What if people read these books and they read my personal stories and then they know what I went through, are they going to think of me as less of a person? So we really had to kind of sit and think through what material is important. How do we want to organize it in a fashion so that can be used as a workbook so that you can work through it through your journey and having that confidence, like, let's just put it out on the table. It's, and it's meant for a specific, you know, for a group, it's not meant for every single person because no store, one story is going to fit a whole group, everybody. So we wanted to write to people that we felt would have similar struggles with self-confidence and similar struggles with just life in general. And we wanted to speak to those people specifically. So it was really hard to shape and organize that book and then work through our own fears on whether or not we could do it or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because I was going to ask about imposter syndrome because writing a book is one thing. Thinking you you can write the book is an entirely different one. And so, you know, um, in talking about your book and your outline and everything, I think one of the most powerful and defining chapters you have is, is probably your first one. And I want to talk about that a little bit because you talked about imposter syndrome. I think it kind of lends towards this. Your first chapter, and it could have been anything, but you actually write your first chapter on limiting beliefs. Why was that? Is, is that a cornerstone to everything? Yeah, because if you don't think you can do it, you're not going to. So So what what is a limiting belief? That we can't write a book, that nobody would read it. Yeah, limiting belief. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. But so limiting beliefs is everyone has a belief system, you know, and and it's structured for everything. It's the why you do what you do, why you make the decisions you make, why you dress the way you dress, why you go to church or to that specific church. Uh, or you don't go to church or or why you date the people that you date. You believe that you deserve certain things. You believe that you should do certain things or that you should believe a certain way. Um, a person, some people have a belief system that two women shouldn't be married and have kids. Another belief system may be that I have to work six days a week, 10 hours a day and be the breadwinner of this house or I'm not a man. There's so it's everything that defines you at your core. So that's a cornerstone to your point of self-confidence and who you truly are. 
And a limiting belief is something, anything that stops you from getting where you need to go. So if you think that you have to work six days a week, 10 hours a day to be a man or to be the breadwinner, and you're not working six days a week and 10 hours a day and making more money than your spouse, you feel worthless. It just breaks you down. And that stops you from doing anything that's next or even doing better and getting to that goal. So when, when we talk about these limiting beliefs, right? And we, let's say we, we believe we've overcome one. Is that it? Is it an end all be all? It'll never come up again. Oh, oh no. No, a limiting belief is, I mean, you are always changing and shaping your beliefs. You're either doing it yourself or other people and or society are doing it for you. Um, one of my limiting beliefs when I was a kid is that I was worthless and no one wanted to talk to me and I was annoying. So I didn't talk. Then I had to work past that to crawl out under the bed, literally, and start talking to people. And then I was still afraid to speak up because I was afraid I was going to be wrong and people were going to make fun of me. And then so I had to jump that hurdle and start going, hey, you know what? It's okay to speak to somebody. It's okay to try something and possibly fail because of the thing. And I've had to shift my mindset that go ahead and jump in and try to figure it out. If you fail, you'll just find another way to do it. And it's funny, our daughter, uh, sometimes she makes, she's 12 going on 30, but she'll sometimes. <laughs> they all seem to be. <laughs> yeah, she kind of laughs at me, but you know, over this school year, she was asking me for help in the math homework. And she was like, I can't figure this out. I don't know how to do it. And I'm like, you can figure it out. And even though it's common yeah. core. <laughs> yeah, even though it's common core. And we were talking about how, so I said, I won't know the answers to everything. I don't know how to do everything. And she was, I know, mama, if you don't know what it is, you'll figure it out. And like, that was really a defining moment for me that I'm like, okay, I, that's how I push myself. But for my daughter to see that, our daughter to see that and to see that it can be done. I mean, that's, that was that next belief that I had to push, you know, push through is that I could do it. And, you know, what's next is we want to be able to go and have maybe a whole weekend event and have a whole bunch of people in. And so limiting beliefs are maybe we can't talk in front of 300 people. Maybe we won't know what to say. Maybe we'll fall on our face, but pushing through that and believing we can do it is our first step to setting up that event. What are some steps to shake the butt? <laughs> well, I mean, you have to acknowledge what your limiting beliefs are first, you know, um, like Mary says, she's a recovering Catholic. I mean, she didn't, <laughs> she didn't embrace Catholicism on her own, you know, that came from a family belief or, you know, and going to, Catholic Church every Sunday. Um, so you have to acknowledge what some of your limiting beliefs are, whether you realize it or not. Um, and then you kind of rethink your belief system. Um, you know, is it true what you believe? Is it serving you? Is, is what you're believing right. making life better or is it constricting you? Right. Um, and then you have to reframe your thoughts. So um, like with Mary, I had to reframe my thoughts with being with a woman, um, which was took a long time and it was hard on both her and I. But um, then. After yeah, because you 
didn't feel like it was okay to be with a woman. I mean, right. it was okay for maybe for other people, but not for you. And that was a belief system. Right. Right. Um, so once you reframe your thoughts, then you have to take action, push past your fear and put it into motion. Um, as we call it, work it, um, doing, doing things that you wouldn't think you would be able to do uh, because every little step helps you gain confidence. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and we always talk about just getting a little bit out of your comfort zone or your comfort zone is something you can do without sweating. And if you're not sweating, whether or shaking or, or pushing yourself a little bit, you're never going to grow. And if you're not growing, I think you're dying. And I think a lot of people use that same phrase, but there was so much past where you're at right now. I think it's Jack Canfield that says everything you want is on the other side of fear. You don't have to dive head first into the deep end, but if you take one or two steps, you'll realize that it's not going to kill you and that you survived. And you may not have done it gracefully, but you, you did it. Then you find out, Hey, I took two steps and I didn't die. Let me take two more steps or let me take four steps. So, so that, you that was going to be my, my next question, because when we talk self-confidence, we talk about beliefs, limiting beliefs even, and stepping out of your comfort zone, right? Isn't one of the biggest things that's holding us back or, or preventing us from doing that fear? How, do you, how do you get over that? I will tell you, I'll use an example. Um, I think I've told you before that I'm in Toastmasters, which uh, for those of you who don't know what Toastmasters is, I thought it was actually a wine tasting thing. I was really wrong. <laughs> <laughs> is that why you joined? It's really. Um, I <laughs> no, I did find out before I joined what it was. That would have been a more fun story. But um, in honesty, I, I did find out shortly. That's what made me look into it because I realized they had Toastmasters at work and I was like, they let you drink wine at work. So I researched it and I'm like, oh, that's not what I thought it was, but it sounds great. Mm -hmm. uh, so Toastmasters, you know, allows you to strengthen both leadership and public speaking skills. I was scared to death to do it. And I would get up and you have opportunities to speak at any meeting. So you get join a club, you get into a meeting and I would get up there. Cause I was like, you know, being quiet and not talking, I'm stuck in the same role. I can't move forward. I've got to try something. And I, you know, and out of desperation, I think I kind of jumped into this, but I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to do this one section. They had this impromptu speaking. So you only have to speak for like a minute instead of like five minutes or 10 minutes. I'm like, let me try a minute. Was it table topics? Yeah. It's called table topics. It's impromptu speaking. And so they give you a topic and the thought process is to think on your feet. But I was thinking, I only have to be up there for a minute. I can do a minute. Anyone can do a minute. I was sweating profusely. I was shaking in my boots, but I did it. I don't even know. I don't remember that I necessarily went a full minute. I think I went like 45 seconds or something like that. That's what told me, okay, you did it. And Toastmasters is great too, because they clap all the time. So even if you're horrible, you, you're getting positive feedback, right? Because it's, because the, the whole goal is to get up and get comfortable with that. So I was like, Oh my God, I didn't die. I didn't fall down. And so I just kept trying more and more and more. And now I'm to the point where I actually have mentees. So I mentor other people and I love to tell them the story about me hiding under the bed when I was a kid and I uh, still shake and still sweat when I give speeches and give presentations. And I'll tell people that I do that because I don't want people to think that, 
oh, well, once you get to this point, it won't be scary anymore. It's doing things in the face of fear and knowing you're going to not die. You know, I I tell my mentor, my mentees, don't wear heels on your first speech because you're going to be shaking. You think you're going to fall down (laughs) and don't stop because you're sweating and shaking. Your body's going to react the way it's going to react. But in your mind, once you know that you're not going to pass out, you're not going to fall down, you can still sweat and shake and you can continue to talk through your presentation or whatever that goal is, whatever that job you're trying to do. You can keep doing that. And when you stop focusing on the sweating and the shaking or the failures or the what ifs, you really excel doing what you're trying to do because you're not worrying about the failure so much. So I take that sweating and shaking into that conversation. Is that easy to, to do though? Like to get past it? Okay. (laughs) No, it's not easy. I mean, honestly, that's where you talk with baby steps. Like what, what can I do? What can I do right now to take one baby step towards whatever my goal is? Let's say that, um, you know what, my goal is to lose weight, which this is not self-confidence, but let's just say that that's your goal. You know, you could go join a gym, you could buy a whole bunch of weights, you could um, go on a crash diet, you could call nutritions and search on the website, or you could just start with throwing the junk food out of your clo- out of your closet into the trash and eating a salad, just one salad. And then you go, okay, well, I did that. What's my next step? What are some other things? Maybe I can, I don't have to exercise full out, but maybe I could walk around my house for 15 or 20 minutes. It's something I can do. And then you build on those little successes, whatever that is. Like with me, with the Toastmasters, I bit the bullet and stood up for 30 seconds or 40 seconds and talked and realized afterwards. And it was, I will tell you that it was murder for that 30 (laughs) seconds. Cause going from hiding under the bed to standing up and talking in front of a group of people, it's scary. Um, but it taught me that I can do it. So I just need to raise the bar a little higher each time. What has been the reception of this book for, from people around you that have read it? Have people said that they understood that they've gone through it like you? I've heard uh, a lot of different stories. Um, I know one of my uh, friends from high school um, read it. We sent her an advanced copy and she kind of, proof proofread it for us. Um, but she was like, this is fantastic because, uh, you know, it really speaks to people. Not all of your stories resonate with me, but a lot do, you know, if it's not just your story, it's, you know, gives me a voice of, you know, something that I've gone through and, you know, everybody's, nobody has a problem that's new, brand new. You know what I mean? Yeah. They all Y'all have the same kind of problems. And I think a lot of problems are rooted in self-confidence or fear. And I think if you find ways to move past that, uh, you know, your life will open up in ways that you would have never thought possible. Yeah. I think a lot of people that, a lot of the feedback that we've got as well is that it's really personable. I, I think part of it is from the stories the personal stories we put in there, but it's not really heavy in science. There is some science, brainiac science in there, as I call it, talk about the reticular activating system. So that's about as sciencey as we get, but (laughs) I I love that. That's one of my favorite things, but 
you know, it's very easy to consume. And a lot of people have said they really like it. At the end of each chapter, we have like a little workbook, a little questionnaire. So you can actually take what you read, digest it, and then work through it and apply it for yourself. Direct, yeah, directly to yourself and things you've gone through and things you can do personally. It's not just our story. So you guys also, this isn't just an educational book. I mean, it's also a practical workbook. Yes. What was the intent behind that? Uh, well, you know, we have read a lot of different books and there's so much great information in it. But you sit and you read a book. And then you set down the book and you go to bed or you go to do this or that. And then it just, it sits on your coffee table, but having that work sheet at the end of each chapter kind of puts you into action and we call it work it because people will tell you that knowledge is everything, but you can know more than anybody else. But if you're not applying anything, it's not, it's worthless. Right. So that's the whole purpose of having that work section at the end of each. You apply it and it pushes you to take an action, to take a little baby step towards something, whether it's reflecting over your life and your belief systems or maybe how you think and asking you to tweak it and change it just a little bit or maybe just look deeper to see what are those possibilities. So we're all about action over here at Chasing Dreams Podcast. (laughs) Before I let you guys go, from each of you, so whoever goes first can't use the others, uh, what is one action you would tell or suggest a dream chaser take today? Get out of your comfort zone and ask for what you want. Um, You'll never get it if you don't ask for it. And I think um, maybe even asking something of yourself, uh, you know, if you don't ask yourself for it, it's not going to come. And don't believe that you cannot do something because once you have some confidence, there's always somewhere, somebody sometime has done what you've done and just follow that, follow that lead. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. What do you got, Mary? You can't use the same one. <laughs> just buy the book. No, <laughs> no I, mean, I am serious, but joking. That's a great call to action. But uh, I will start with saying first, stepping outside your comfort zone, because that's where the magic happens. You step a, step a little bit outside your fear, that's where you start to grow. On top of that, I think the biggest action is wake up 10 minutes early tomorrow. And I know that sounds miserable, especially for me. I'm not a morning person. But take 10 minutes before you start getting dressed and chasing the kids and putting the dog out and drinking coffee. And Think about what you're thankful for and think positively about yourself. Tell yourself, you know, I am beautiful. I am sexy. I'm going to kick ass at work today. I am going to whatever it is that gets your juices flowing and saying, I'm thankful for my spouse. I'm thankful for my kids. And it set yourself in a positive mind frame before you leave the house. And you'll be amazed on how priming yourself in the morning can change your outlook through the day. Spending 10 minutes being thankful and grateful for what you have and looking at what's ahead of you today in a positive light can set your mind in such a better path. So when you're driving, a lot of us drive to work, instead of looking at, oh my God, I'm stuck in traffic, I'm going to be late, changing, shifting that mindset because you've left the house in a positive attitude to I'll get there when I'm supposed to 
life-changing. So take 10 minutes for yourself every morning. That is awesome advice from both of you. Ladies, thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about the book and just sharing your your words of wisdom. Appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate the opportunity to speak. And there you have it, Dream Chasers. That was Marion Lindley doing amazing things, right? It goes to show you anyone can do something if you put your mind to it. So go out and shake your butt, right? So you guys, you can learn more about Marion Lindley and find all the links we mentioned on the show notes page over at amyj21.com slash episode 147. That's episode 147. And until next time, Dream Chasers, keep chasing. Thank you so much for listening to Chasing Dreams. Amy would love to connect with you and hear all about your pursuit of chasing your dreams. Connect with her on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram via at Chasing Dreams HQ. Or you can find Amy on Twitter at AmyJ21. That's A-I-M-E-E-J-2-1. Be sure to visit headquarters over at ChasingDreamsHQ.com for more inspiration, motivation, and resources to help with your own dream chase. We hope you'll join Amy next week. And until then, keep chasing. Chasing.